You are now listening to the Boobies Podcast. And here are your hosts, Quentin Quo, Tim Dimmick, and Jackson Ruby. It's a spicy meat the ball. Mm. What you eating, Jackson? I've uh, I've got some sp- spaghetti and meat ball. Ooh, spaghetti! Spaghetti! Spooked you there? Ooh. Sorry, listeners, we spooked you there. Uh, <laughs> listeners, what? Huh? Huh? Uh, no, no, no! We jumped the gun on this. Shit! We're supposed <laughs> to talk about what we're eating first. Fuck! <laughs> All right. Donnie, cut that okay, out. Tim, what are you eating? Oh, uh, I'm. I have a cup of uh, beautiful Irish breakfast tea, and I have a special treat for myself. I have a couple figs I picked from fresh from my fig tree out front, and a little bit of queso fresco, and I haven't tried figs in five years, I think. So oh, I'm going to wow. try it live here Good on luck. the podcast. I don't know if I like these. <laughs> They're interesting. Mm. Okay, I fig- do like figs. Mm. Fig Newtons are good cookies. They are. You know that was actually really, really good. Yeah. So, you know, like, but like um, as you get older, thing you're like your tastes literally change. Yeah. You know, my favorite mm. pizza place in Madison. I'm pretty sure I shouted that out before. Uh, Sal- Salvatore's Tomato Pies. Um, their most famous is a fig and bacon, and it's delicious. I would love to eat that in, in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you got and there, Quentin? As for, as for myself, <laughs> I'm drinking a. Um, Beer from Sao Paulo. Uh, the brand is Colorado, uh, and it's uh, sweetened a little bit with a bit of honey. Mm. 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 Yeah, mm. Uh, along with some uh, some what is it called? Uh, salt and vinegar chips from Lay's, uh, some South American division of Lay's, endorsed by uh, Messi. All right, on the bag. That's then you know it's interesting cool. that it's not Neymar, but yeah, but, whatever you know. Why do, why do you have so many South American things, Quentin? Oh, yes. It's already been 20 seconds, and I haven't already talked so much about uh, my study abroad experience. <laughs> Guys, sit down, and let me tell you all about it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'll try to talk as little about it as possible without making it seem like I'm bragging, because like, I, I, I cannot stand it when people post like every day or, you know. Just talk about, like, oh, I miss so-and-so wherever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know those people. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil's been cool. Um, haven't seen much of the city or kind of my area yet, and uh, I'm already kind of homesick, so, you know, miss you guys a lot. Uh, miss family, miss Aww. friends, all that good stuff. Miss you too, Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, fun fact is that the Foovies have never all been in one place at the same time. True. Which I think is interesting. Yeah, we yeah, gotta change we- that. You've never seen us all in the same place. It may be because we're actually all the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this all takes place in one of our heads in some sort of the same asylum. Yeah, that's what I'm betting on. <laughs> all right, guys. Season of American Horror Story. Hold on. I will be right back. Keep on talking. Ooh. Okay, so, uh, ooh, what? Podcast? Huh? Ooh, what? Huh? What? Huh? 
where are these micro- microphones coming from? How did I get transported to some other country? It's all part of the. It's this plot line for this season. <laughs> when one of the one of the characters takes uh, you know a, a hiatus, so they're like off studying abroad in a different country. But yeah, I can't remember who was saying it. Like, oh, like what? You eat dinner at eight o'clock in Spain? <laughs> they eat it at ten. <laughs> yeah, eight o'clock. Yeah, I mean the sandwich good. is good, but I mean it's not as good as that one sandwich I had when I was in Catalonia or whatever. <laughs> Have you ever had tapas? <laughs> tapas. Mm. Tapas. No, I mean I just felt like my Spanish was like good, but it got like real Castilian like towards the end. You know? <laughs> oh my god. Hang right, on, so it? this is our podcast where we uh, bash people that study abroad, right? <laughs> yeah. Education is only making our country worse, according to some people. College <laughs> is bad. So is learning. Yeah. yeah, that's why we should need to make it as expensive as possible. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey, anyway, uh, <laughs> I think we saw, <laughs> we watched a movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we should describe who we are, though. We're the Foovies Podcast. Oh, shit. We, oh, yeah, we watch right. a movie about food, and we usually eat food while we talk about it. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Quentin. I'm Tim. And I'm Jackson. And uh, what movie did we watch this week, guys? The Invitation. Well, yes. Yay. Yes, we did. Mm. Yay. Quentin Pick. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I just get a spoiler. I, it was good. I liked mm-hmm. it. Oh, I'm glad. Uh, you know, I, I just felt like the last couple of movies we've been doing were kind of shit, so. <laughs> yeah. That's my fault. It, and, well, uh, I mean. <laughs> it, I, I claim no responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mean, but this was a very welcome refresher. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought. For sure. There's, a, there's one or two shots of food in it. But, yeah, um, I... I when I, I this was my second time watching it, and I thought there was like more food or more kind of talk about food. But I mean, we also talk about like alcohol, so we're kind of like the food and wine magazine yeah. of of podcasts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I, I would describe us as that. <laughs> I'm sure uh, would, food and wine magazine though, has a podcast, actually. Oh god, uh, sure we have to check our, check legal department if we can use that. <laughs> then, um, but I would say the two scenes that did feature food or or drink were very important, very critical oh. uh, to the film. And I've never food is uh, very rarely so uncomfortable. Um, really, really close up, really masticating their food. You know. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I think we get back to that scene when it comes around. Uh, mm-hmm. But it reminded me of a de- another movie. Um, but who, uh, yeah, who wants to get into the plot breakdown for this thing? Uh, I feel like I've talked a bit already, so maybe Jackson, you want to get this one? Yeah, sure. Um, so the movie starts off, uh, it's a guy and who I presume to be his girlfriend um, uh, driving up a tall kind of California mountain hollywood hills hollywood hills yeah um my uh my cousin lives in a similar similar place in um up in power cupertino but uh yeah it's hollywood hills and um they hit something and it turns out to be a coyote and the guy gets out and he uh beats it to death 
with a tire iron. So, um, did you guys feel like this was sort of like a precursor to Get Out? Yes. I, I want to scream yes right now, but I won't <laughs> scream, but I'll, I'm screaming inside. Yes. Like, I was watching it with my, a couple friends, and we're like, this is like Get Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I, my kind of, like, overall takeaway from this film is, like, this is, like, a very white version of Get Out. hmm Yeah, this is, like, Get Out with none of the race stuff. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen Get Out, listeners, you should watch Get Out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that movie would be, like, fun to talk about, but it could be more like our uh, Napoleon Dynamite episode where it's just us talking about how great it is, you know? Yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> So I'm not sure how, how enjoyable that is to listen to. <laughs> no. Um, and it feels like everyone has seen that movie at this point. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, the names of the characters are Will and Kira. Um, and they're driving up the mountainside to go to um, kind of an un... Uh, like, it, not well described. It's kind of... It's shrouded in mystery. And it's like a party up in... Um, up at their friend David Eden's place. Um, and they arrive, and they're the last ones to get there besides uh, uh, Troy, I want to say. Or Todd. Troy. 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 Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And they get there, and it's all um, kind, of, um, kind of nice, except for Will has something on his mind that's kind of nagging at him. Um, and you don't really find out what until really, really late on in the movie. Um, and all of these people are super, super good friends, and they haven't seen a couple, uh, each other in a couple years. And it's all just kind of, um, there's a little bit of tension, but it's all just kind of nice and, and buddy-buddy at this point. Right. So we should mention that, like, Will, our protagonist, um, he's coming back to his uh, home of his divorced wife. Yeah. Who's remarried. And uh, throwing this like kind of lavish party, and he's got kind of like a dr- uh, like a troubled look and past. You know, he's all yeah. sh- shaggy and unshaven. Yeah, he's, he he's a, very broody. Quite the beard. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> that, that's a trauma beard for sure. Yeah, because uh, um, uh, everybody knows once you go through like you know a hard breakup or you know a death in the family, you just grow a, a trauma beard. <laughs> yeah, or, or um, when you stop stop being Batman for a little while. <laughs> uh, Still haven't seen any of those Batman movies or Batman v Superman. Oh, you don't don't yeah, <laughs> please don't. Um, I saw Suicide Squad with the Kevin Spacey classic Nine Lives last year as a as a double feature. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Self-flagellation. <laughs> that was a that was a rough time. Um, Nine Lives is a much better movie. Wow, that's saying yep. something. That is saying a lot. Yeah, and uh, we'll take this opportunity to also plug our episode where we talked about Suicide Squad um, with Lights Camera Jackson, the other Jackson yeah. that's been on the podcast. Yeah, and, good episode. Uh, yeah. And we ever since where we've our been episode keeping... really like kind of you know. It broke. It broke the charts on iTunes, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a chart topper. Um, <laughs> so far, uh, New Jackson hasn't been so uh, so popular. But we're all... <laughs> 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 yeah, um, sorry, we, we only refer to you as New Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I have not... I've never done that, Jackson. I, I <laughs> oh, Thank is God. it only me? Oops. Oh, oh shit. 
Uh, you and Donnie. Fuck you, Donnie. Sit down. Uh, yeah. I, I will point out that I had a hard time. It, it was confusing to me what, um, what exactly everyone's relationship was until the very end. Um, I didn't really get that until, so that was, that was like kind of a not great point for me, but everything else was great. Um, just kind of like why they were there in the first place, um, was a little confusing. Yeah. But that, I would say everything is kind of revealed throughout the movie and it's supposed, it's kind of unclear. And then it's kind of like in Will's head kind of a little bit. Like uh, some, so a lot of the exposition is told through flashbacks of this traumatic event that caused this initial split between Will and his former wife, uh, ex-wife, Eden. I should say, Eden. Um, so, like, this is uh, he, this is the house he used to live in with Eden that but I think belonged to her family. That's why she still has it, and he's moved out and, and has a new girlfriend, Kira. So, like, coming back to the house, like, all these memories are coming back, Um as, as we see, like, he walks through the, the front door and then um, it's, uh, he sees a little boy playing with, like, Legos or something in the, in the living room. But then he's the only one who acknowledges it. So that's, like, our first clue that, you know, maybe he's, like, seeing things or remembering things in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that in this movie. Um, you find out later that that is his son who who died in a um, pretty, pretty I guess, ambiguous way. Um, he basically just kind of talks about how... Oh, we can get to that. Um, I mean... Oh, yeah, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, wait, we should... Okay, should we just, like, go ahead and just say, like, if you haven't seen this movie, you should probably see it before we start spoiling things? Yeah, yeah, this, yes. this movie is definitely a, a movie that, if you have heard things about it, it's not... Probably not as fun. Yeah. Okay, so that being said, uh, we've given you fair warning, uh, listener. Go out, watch the movie, return, come listen again, uh, leave a good review on this podcast, recommend it to your friend, uh, and then you can start listening again. <laughs> yeah. O- only then. Mm-hmm. And we'll know. Cool. Five right. stars only. We good? We good? Yeah. We good? Yep. Okay. Right, we good. Oh, jeez. We squashed the beef. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, who yeah. wants to get into the spoilers now? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, is... His kid dies, um, and, uh, I, wait, what? His kid is <laughs> um, eaten by an elephant. No, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, no. they basically don't really talk about it at all. But it involves kid, a metal bat. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, in a flashback, it's, it's, um, you hear, like, these bats clinking, and then, uh, like, at, like, a family barbecue, and then it's, like, implied that, through dialogue, that, the other kid, his son was playing with another child, and the other child hit him in the head with a bat, and he died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how and I want to go. I mean, I feel like this movie could have easily had, like, a scene where it was just sort of them screaming exposition about the the incident. Yeah. But it really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a screaming scene where he's just like, you know, our son died, how could you forget that? But um, I appreciate that this film was not too heavy or too obvious with its exposition, that it, it takes its time before the stuff is revealed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it really, like, lets the audience start figuring stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to bring this up at some point, but uh, have you guys seen the movie um, It Comes at Night? came out recently. No. 
No, but I, I want to. I've heard about that. Joel this, this movie reminds me a lot of, uh, or it comes at night, I guess, because it came out later, reminds me a lot of The Invitation. Um, just pretty low budget uh, thriller that is super, super atmospheric and, and really, really tension heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And that that is a huge strength for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. The first time I watched this movie, um, I was, like, really intrigued because we watched a trailer for it for our Wood Film Club yeah. that Jackson and I are in. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that night I was like, oh, I got to do laundry. So uh, let me just watch The Invitation. The trailer looked really good. And my God... Guys, I had to pause the movie a few times. I was just like so nervous watching this film. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah it was it was something else for me. But uh, second viewing, not as much, but uh, still still good. Yeah. I think um, I think I had like a lot of fondness from it from my first viewing. It kind of waned over my second viewing. Mm. Still, still, still have good uh, good views of the film mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I, I probably watched this not in the best setting and that is uh it was daylight and in a pretty like bright room but mm. this is definitely a movie that i would <laughs> watch at night or recommend the first viewing be like at night dark you know nothing but the tv and the sound from the tv to really yeah. get you in that mood that would, that would and maybe help. some expensive wine mm. oh yes that that's yeah. a, a theme in the movie <laughs> fine wine <laughs> um anyway moving on to the plot uh, so Will and Kira get there, they, um, they're introduced to all their friends, and then they're also introduced to, uh, Will and, or, uh, sorry, David and Eden's new friend, um, Sadie, who is, kind of seems like they're, like, polyamorous, um, like, partner, I guess. Um, did you guys get that that vibe that's as well? What I, that's what I was thinking the whole time. All right. And going back to like a parallel to to Get Out, like um, uh, Lil Rel, uh, his character keeps shouting, Rod keeps shouting, "Sex slave!" So like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, she sex did. Slave. She did seem a little sex slavey. Um, yeah. And uh, she's introduced to the audience. Like she comes out and she's like standing at the end of a long dark hallway, and only the protagonist Will can see her. And she's just wearing a shirt and nothing else. Mm-hmm. She's, like, flashing her, her vagina at him. <laughs> yep. And um, then he doesn't, he doesn't say anything about it. He doesn't mention it to any of the party guests. <laughs> like, why would you say that? Like, yeah. hey, guys, she just, like, tried to seduce me right now. Will, Will is, like, trying to find weird shit, and he doesn't say anything when he, yeah, he does. <laughs> he's looking for... He's really suspicious. Yeah. Like, from the get-go mm-hmm. uh, of, like, their intentions at first, but then he, like, there, and then he starts thinking more about their, like, uh, I guess, like, shadier shit, what they yeah. might be doing. But, like, he didn't say, like, hey, uh, the other guest, she just, like, showed me her vagina. Mm-hmm. That, that goes with another problem, or something that, like, I had gripe with. Uh, th- there's another scene where Sadie tries to come on to Will, like, outside at the pool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember the scene. Yeah. It's kind of later on in the film. And she's like, oh, you can you can have me if you want. And he's just like, no, get away from me. You shouldn't be here. I don't know who you are. And um, she's still trying to pressure him into, like, you know, having sex or whatever. And then next scene cuts to, like, Will then standing with um, Tommy, I believe. Um, one of the uh, – one of the one of his friends who's just like, oh, hey, what are you doing out here? 
And then does not mention that, like, oh, do you know that Sadie just tried to come on to me? So, yeah. I, I don't know. It was a weird kind of, like, cut in between those two scenes. Because he's still outside. So I don't know how much time has passed in between those two scenes. Mm. I don't know if you guys Maybe he was just out there for, like, a few hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it got to the point where I was even thinking, like, did that scene even happen? Like, was the, like, the attempted seduction just, like, uh, just sort of made up in his head? Yeah, there's a. I feel like there's a lot oh, of that yeah. um, in this movie where like you're not sure if it's actually happening or not, um, mm-hmm. because like yeah, Will Will also kind of just sees like sees his son in in this house that he used to live in a lot, and it's uh, yeah, it's not great. Um, anyway, uh, I mean Sadie, Will, and uh, Will and Eden have a little talk in the kitchen and they're talking, they're just talking about stuff and, and what has been happening the last two years. Um, and they basically, uh, and they, they go back into the main group, um, and the door knocks and they think it's Choi, but it turns out to be David and, uh, David and Eden's friend Pruitt, who Pruitt is played by, um, a really, really famous, or not famous, but, uh, like a, a really good character actor named Mike Doyle, I think. Yeah, um, he was in The Founder. Yeah, he's fucking, uh, he's, he's really, really awesome. Um, and he just always yeah, plays, honestly, like, a weird he's my favorite part creep, of this movie. basically. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm thinking of a different guy. That's not Mike Doyle. Uh, oh, John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. Sorry, yeah. yeah, John Carroll Lynch, who is fantastic. He's like the neighbor in Grand Torino. He's in Face Off, Shutter Island, uh, Zodiac. Yeah, he plays. Uh, yeah, he's in the yeah, founder. He, um, oh, and he's still fucking good doing the future. Still good and still creepy. Yeah, he's Norm Gunderson in Fargo. Uh, is probably where most people know him from. Anyway, uh, he comes in, he's this giant bald dude who doesn't really fit in with the rest of the guys or with the rest of the cast. And Will and Eden, uh, or David and Eden basically explain that, well, we've, while we've been in Mexico, we kind of joined this group and they start explaining it. And it kind of sounds a lot like heaven's gate or Scientology or, uh, some sort of weird cult. Manson. Yeah, like sort of Mansony, um, I, I or uh, David Koresh. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's like a weird big cult that follows this like this doctor guy's um, teachings, and they basically it seems like they feed on death energy. Essentially, uh, they show them this video of this woman dying, and all these people are sitting around her, like, uh, like breathing it in, breathing in her soul. It's real weird. Um. Yeah, at the dinner party, they they asked like, "So what you been up to?" Like, we were in Mexico, and then uh, he's he's all like, "Oh, let me show you something." Uh, what's the what's the David? Is that the the new husband's name? Yeah, the, yeah, cult, culty guy, the the new husband of of uh, Eden, brings out his laptop and like starts playing like the cult indoctrination like indu- introduction video <laughs> uh-huh. at the dinner party. Um, yeah, and that shows, like, a woman dying. And then they're like, feel her spirit. Feel it. And then uh, everybody is rightful, rightfully so weirded out. Like, weirded the fuck out. But all kind of, like, being polite about it still. Um, yeah, but it, it 
gets uh, one of the guests of the party, Claire, to uh, get up and leave because yeah. she is very creeped out, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. Yeah, she's now, creeped out because also Eden says, like, they start playing a game, like one of the, or the exercises that they would do in Mexico, uh, where it's called I Want, and everybody says, I want, it's like never have I ever, but it's like admitting a truth, rather. So mm-hmm. Eden says she wants to make out uh, or uh, with um, one of their other friends, so... Ben, she, the fat uh, loser. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the fat loser character. And she's like, I want to kiss you, Ben. And he's like, well, okay. And then he kisses her. And then she, like, grabs him and starts really, like, tonguing him to death. And then... Uh, her Claire hand gets like, a little lower, you know. Ooh, Maybe yeah. gets a hand on a cheek or two. <laughs> she grabs both his cheeks. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Claire's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out. This is, like, weird as hell. I'm like, thank you. I just like like having those characters that react like how I would react. Like, I'm leaving. <laughs> this is so weird. See, I feel like I'd be too polite being, like, a friend of someone. Like, if mm-hmm. this was, like, someone who I didn't know, I feel like I'd be more kind of like, okay, I, I think I gotta go. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm too polite with these sort of things. Maybe, yeah. This is good training for us. Yeah. <laughs> Quentin, you would, <laughs> you would be dead. <laughs> yeah, I probably would be dead. Yeah, you're a, you're a Hollywood type. You're uh, mm-hmm. you get invited to this houses in the hills. Uh, um, yeah, my favorite line of this movie is when um, Tommy, uh, one half of the gay couple, he says, uh, "Yeah, they're a little weird, but this is L.A. They're harmless." Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's my favorite line of this movie because everybody in L.A. is harmless. That's the major takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want to get anywhere in this business, I mean, you got to be part of some cult, am I right, folks? Yeah. Join Scientology. Yes. Mm, um. <laughs> yeah, um, and, oh, I should also... Another, like, uh, polite moment is when uh, Eden actually, uh, like, slaps the shit out of Ben. Oh, yeah. In the, in the kitchen, because he, like, he, like, badmouths her cult program. He's like, what did he say? It doesn't even work or something? And then she, like, with all her might, like, slaps him across the face. This then, is... Sorry, this is before they... Uh, where they're talking about the cult. This is, like, her talking about, like, positive energy and shit. Oh, yeah. But, oh, oh, yeah. She was saying, you know you could, like, get rid of pain. It's just a choice. You could just get rid of yeah. it. And then he was like, well, that... That sounds like a load of hogwash or something along those lines. And, yeah, and then Will doesn't say anything. He's standing right there. Like, this is not, like, a playful slap. This is, like, I'm trying to, like, smack your face off. Oh, yeah. I, I would have been, like, that would have been, for me, that would be grounds to leave. Or, like... <laughs> for sure. But, yeah. Um, yeah, where were we? Uh, totally <laughs> so the I want. Yeah, they do an I um, want. We're getting, we're getting into my favorite part of the film. Which is Puritz or Pruitt's Pruitt. uh, monologue? Um, yeah, his monologue is the best part of this film. Mm-hmm. So creepy. Yeah, he, he goes on and and describes how um, he met his wife and she was a painter, and how he fell in love with her uh, before he even saw her, just through looking at her art. And he then got into drinking, and they started fighting more. And there was one day where he hit her like upside the head and just she fell and uh hit her head and died pretty much yeah he said he but, hit her with like all his strength scoring the face yeah. yeah 
and like just everybody is listening to this story while um you know when just like seconds ago they were all having a great time you know boozing it up and schmoozing you know mm-hmm. but here comes Pruitt with his uh his story and really kind of like changes the mood of the film you know oh yeah yeah and at, at, at this point in the movie what I was thinking like we had that coyote scene where uh, Will like bludgeons a coyote to death um, or really takes it out of its misery and then we have Pruitt admitting to murder mm. so I'm kind of te- keeping a tally in my head as a viewer like okay like at least we know these two guys like are capable of violence right now so like watching the make sure to watch them uh, mm-hmm. after that and then, and then the whole time, like uh, Eden and David are like trying to like, hey, what's... oh, by the way, Eden looks like Lana Del Rey, right? A little like, bit, old, a little bit. Yeah, she, she's dressed. I like, think. In a uh, uh, fuck, she looks like. I don't know what she looks like. She she does look very familiar. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm ashamed to admit I don't know what Lana Del Rey looks like. She well, kind of looks like the invitation lady. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I've yeah. seen, I've heard her music in The Great Gatsby, 2011, uh, <laughs> or 2012, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. You know, Paul Rudd was in a Great Gatsby movie. Yeah, I've seen that, it. That blew my mind. Yeah, that's insane. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> wait, was he like just Ant Man, like kind of in the corner of like a frame or something? Yeah, Great Gatsby's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, <laughs> No. Mm, okay. Uh, I believe he, he he doesn't play Nick, but he plays one of the like the friends in the apartment. Whatever. It's that book's that book is weird. Um, oh, oh! I would like to also interject, and this is also there's no cell phone signal up in these hills. Yeah. Which is immediately, and also David locks the front door, which I have a, a neighbor who does this because like that's just how their lock works, where they have to like deadbolt it. Um, but yeah, so David like deadbolts the front door and they're like, Oh, we have a strict like robberies or something going on. So I want to make sure that all the doors in the house are locked and there's no cell phone service. I'm like, uh, I was just screaming, get out. Like my friends, <laughs> my friends and I were just like shouting, get out the whole time. So many red flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, good points. Good points. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, so the fucking weird Pruitt thing happens, and then Claire wants to leave. Claire uh, is like, all right, I'm just going to go. And then Pruitt's like, do you have the Prius? And everybody in L.A. has a Prius. All right, folks. (laughs) Um, So, uh, and he's parked behind her. So he goes out to move his car, um, and there's this pretty creepy scene where uh, Will is watching it and um he uh gets like uh Pruitt gets out of his car and like goes to talk to Claire and it looks like he's gonna murder her. Um and uh but turns like she just ends up leaving. Um and Did then you know? Well, we don't I guess we don't it, actually know that, but it's um, unclear. It is unclear. Uh and uh yeah, then it's then it's dinner. Um, yeah, uh, this is what we started the podcast for is to talk about these dinner scenes. Yeah, on, yeah. I, actually, I thought this dinner scene was really cool in that it's it's kind of like uh, Will is having like first it starts off with like a very uh, like, like a 
they go up, what I thought was interesting, that their di- dining table is upstairs. Um, yeah. And there's a really great scene of all their, like, shoes, like, like close up on the stairs, where all you can see is their feet and their shoes, like, walk, each one walking up the stairs. And then it's, like, a really long, drawn-out, um, like, sweeping shot over, like, the long uh, dining table showing all the food. And this is all, like, the food on, like, yeah, like, people in L.A. would be eating that kind of stuff. Like, it's probably all, like, Whole Foods-looking shit. Um, <laughs> like, pretty good, actually. Um, and then, you know, they're pouring the wine, they're spilling the wine. And then this reminded me of uh, that scene in Return of the King, uh, Lord of the Rings, where uh, um, uh, the uh, steward of Gondor... Oh, Pippin. What is his, his no, name? No, the... Uh, uh, Ele- 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 Elethor? Yeah, I think him. Something like Boromir's that. father is just, like, eating the crap out of, like, those cherry tomatoes and, like, <laughs> really violently breaking a chicken wing apart and <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, just close-ups close-ups on their mouths, just chewing and shit. Like, really, mm-hmm. like, uncomfortably, like, claustrophobically close to, like, people's faces in both of these scenes. And then, meanwhile, like, Will is just getting severe, like, PTSD flashbacks of, of the day, of the barbecue, um, that it sh- now, through flashback, reveals that everybody who was invited to this dinner party was at the birthday party, or the barbecue, where his son was killed by that other boy. Mm. And he, and, um, and then they show him silently screaming at the dining table, but I think that was in his head, right? That's implied yeah. that it, that was in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he and because nobody he says afterwards, like, "Oh, hey, wasn't yeah. it kind of weird that Will was screaming like, throughout <laughs> yeah. dinner?" And then he talks about that silent scream that he can't let out. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that this was one of the best scenes in the movie was the, this dinner scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but See, I, I felt uh, like the f- oh yeah, go ahead, Tim. Uh, it's like one thing who like who was preparing the food like everybody was like together in the living room like <laughs> at, at least like when I have dinner parties at my family's house like like whoever's cooking like usually my mom she's like the head chef she's like in the kitchen like the whole time until like dinner is served so I'm like <laughs> like who's cooking the food I don't know that's a, that's a uh, very good question Tim it, and it's let also- me also compliment your mother's cooking because any dinner party I've been to amazing food uh, I'd give it. I'd like to speak with the chef out of ten. Wow! Thank wow. you, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Foovies, uh Patreon uh, top tier is come have uh, food with my mom. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Quentin. You're welcome. Hmm, that was very nice. Um, yeah, guys. Uh, what you didn't see was a giant vat of water and a sous vide machine, um, and they were just <laughs> they just got everything ready, just like. A couple minutes before, and they didn't want to show it because it would have been too much setup. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So Will walks outside like during dinner, basically, and he finally gets a cell phone signal, and he hears Choi's uh, voicemail message saying that, "Oh, hey, I got here at. Uh, I just got here." And um, I'm actually here early for once. Can you please pick up some dessert? Because I forgot it. Um, and it kind of sends Will into a into a frenzy um, because Choi is not supposed to be there. Like he's late, um, and uh, he knows that these 
that his friends David and uh, or David and Eden have been lying to him the entire time. He suspects murder. Murder most foul. Yeah. Because um, they eat chicken. Anyway, <laughs> um, he goes to confront them about it. Uh, it gets really intense. Eden, they don't really know what he's talking about. They're denying it. And there's a knock at the door, and whoops, it's Choi. Steve Urkel. Yay. Did I do that? <laughs> Idy ho. Um, <laughs> got any cheese? And then um, slams the door, and uh, David says, Get out of my house, Steve. <laughs> yeah, he's Guys, a, Family Matters is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I, I can tell. Um <laughs> uh, okay, and um, I'm sorry, I'm so drunk. Yeah, guys, I want to. Right, what was bothering me through like this whole movie is uh, he spends so much time away from Kira. Like Kira is the, the new girlfriend; she doesn't know any of these people, mm-hmm. and he and he's most of the time he's like in solitude, like somberly, like walking around his old house where his son used to live, and like. You know, reminiscing, like, rightfully so, but, like, at the same time, just, like, totally abandoned his girlfriend with, like, these strangers, like, four of which are acting so strange. Mm. (laughs) And I was just like, like, stay with your person, stay with your, with your girl, or stay with your man, like, stick together, like, shady shit's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave each other. And then finally, like, after um, the dinner outburst, like, she does, like, like, actually, like, go and talk to him. Like, thank God! Because, <laughs> like, how much, like, culty shit did she have to, like, endure? Like, <laughs> him trying to, like, sales pitch her into the cult while he was, like, walking around by himself. No, that's a very good point, Tim. <laughs> I did not think of that. But he is a terrible boyfriend, I will say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. She would, I mean, she would be well within her rights to, like, follow him and just like, dude, you're abandoning me. <laughs> These people are weird as hell. Anyway. But, but hey, maybe he makes good love to compensate. Oh, oh yeah, that's what Ben says. Like, he's <laughs> like, I think my wife, he's talking to Will, I think my wife and I hate each other. But dude, the sex, it's just so angry. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough. Uh, I feel like he was not, like... I don't know. He did not be. He did not seem like he was the type to be. I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> leave it in, Donnie. Um, yep, leaving it in. Uh, right, guys, I also should have mentioned uh, disclaimer. This is the first like al- uh, alcoholic beverage I've had since I've arrived here. So it's it's ooh. hitting me, man. It's hitting me. Is <laughs> that like four percent, five percent? Um. <laughs> Let's see here. What what are the Brazilian numbers here? <laughs> what are they? Uh, different numbers. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just making up words that sound somewhat French and Portuguese. Uh, okay, let's move on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> anyway, searches for that. Um, <laughs> so Choi is Choi is there and he's alive and he's fine and everyone's kind of every everyone's just like Will. What the fuck? Um, Will is super embarrassed, and, um... He starts, he starts tearing up, because he was like... Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, because he was, like, accusing them, basically, not saying it, of murder. And then yeah. my friend turns to me and says, I feel like you would do that, Tim, in a, so- in a si- social situation where you committed a huge faux pas, 
And she's like, start crying. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that. I, uh, I you know, maybe the, the, like, this is a really like high stakes. Like I've never been in a situation where I've like accused somebody of murder yeah. and then thought I was wrong. So Tim, how long have I known you for? Like, uh, what, over 15 years, maybe? Over 30, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen you cried before, so... Oh, I don't really? I can't see that. Okay. I, I do cry. I want to... Yeah, I, I cry. Um, but, yeah, so far, I haven't accused anybody of murder. But, you know, there's still some time. We got okay. time, guys. Um, anyway... <laughs> He's really embarrassed. We should have also mentioned. We should also mention that like um, Will's been like kind of snooping through their medicine cabinet, yeah, kind of drawers. Found out that they have barbiturates. Mm-hmm. Um, old, old who, school uh, painkillers. Who Miguel, the other half of the gay couple, like says like yeah, these could be like deadly, but only if you took a like a certain am- amount, you know, mm. with all like like all pills, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean that's that's how Marilyn Monroe died was overdosing on barbiturates. Um, anyway, uh, um, so yeah, Will leaves. He goes outside, and um, Kira comes to go comfort him, etc. It's um, they kind of resolve to go back inside, and they come back in, and this is actually where I stopped watching last night and resumed watching today. Um, so nice. it, might, it might be a little bit fuzzy around there, but um, so they go back inside and they're bringing out a cake for Miguel, um, and er, first before that, Will actually goes to his son's room uh, that's been renovated um, into an office, and he finds a laptop and he sees this video of this guy, of the doctor dude that is the head of this cult saying, like, this is the night. Um, uh, this is where we, like, this is where we do our deed, etc. Um, and it basically just confirms to Will that all this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they, There's also one other thing we forgot. Um, David at one point lights a red lantern outside. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I think that happens, like, right before dinner starts. Yeah. If I recall. Um, or, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, and, uh, while Will is outside being, uh, sad. And, um, yeah, he sees David do this. And, uh, yeah, so, at the cake thing, uh, David pours wine for everybody and um Will smashes the wine glasses before anyone can take a can take a drink. Um but no, Claire takes a drink and Kira actually. Oh, Kira? oh no 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 not Kira. No. Gina. Gina. Gina is her name. Sorry, yeah. Gina the party girl. Yeah, Gina, Gina the party girl. The party girl um, girlfriend of Troy. But oh no, Gina the, <laughs> Gina the party girl takes a drink and um she uh she starts foaming at the mouth and dies. Um, and everything Sadie starts going freaks out. Sadie freaks out. Everything starts going slow-mo. Um, David pulls out a gun and shoots, uh, someone? Shoots Miguel. Miguel. Shoots Miguel. Who is a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
basically it just turns into a kind of standard house like single house thriller where uh the members of the cult are trying to kill the rest of the group yeah so in, in this scene like when things start falling to shit so sadie jumps on will saying you ruined it and he like pushes her off because she like weighs 100 pounds and she like hits her head on the corner of like uh of like a cabinet um yeah that's what really starts the whole thing yeah and then uh pruitt like in slow-mo it's like kind of from will's perspective uh he at first like this started like making me question like he's like talking it looked like he was talking david down like from the gun but and then i started like wait what it's like Pruitt not in on it, but then Pruitt grabs a gun and then, like, starts... And then he shoots Troy! I was like, no, Troy! He's taken from us too soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and then, um... Yeah, and then things, things start going to shit, and then, uh... uh and then, yeah, Will grabs Kira, and they, like, run downstairs, and Sadie's like, ah! Like, freaking out. Trying to kill him, too. Yeah, so they, they hide in a room, they get separated from Ben... And they're like, oh, we got to break this screen door or this, like, glass door because all the doors are locked. And they're like, wait, wait, no, 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 be quiet. And Ben breaks through the glass only to attract their attention and to be stabbed to death. Yeah. Stabbed you know, with a kitchen knife and then popped in the head. Yeah, because, you know, fat guys who are kind of losers really, you know, they don't deserve to live in these kind of movies. True. Thankfully so. <laughs> And, and then uh, I feel like we kind of missed a scene or something, because then when we, next time we see Sadie, she's been beaten to death with a um, a fireplace poker. Maybe something was cut out. Um, Sadie yeah. chases, uh, chases Will and, uh, and, and Kira into the bathroom where they lock themselves in and witness uh, uh, the murder of Ben. And then when they come back out, they find that she's basically dying on the couch holding a poker um i think from the severe head trauma maybe she was like had just enough energy to like chase him down the stairs but then it was like dying from that yeah and then and then this seemed it it seemed a lot like uh get out you know where he has to go back for georgina uh and like has to make that choice whether or not he's going to spare her life uh and in this movie he did the right thing, and he, like, left her bleeding on the couch. I mean, what was he supposed to do? Like, put her out, I was like, is he better put her out of her misery and, like, beat her to death with a fire poker? I was like, no, that would take too much time, so instead he goes upstairs. And then, but we do, they do sneak past uh, Eden and David, and it seems like Eden's having some uh, misgivings about how everything is going down. She's, it seems like she doesn't really want to do it. But David t- tells her, this is the only way we can let go of our pain and be free from it, um, which is one of the teachings of the cult that they were in. So then uh, they, uh, then Eden, uh, I mean, uh, Kira and, and Will run upstairs because like, there's an exit through the garage door on, on the second floor. And this being the Hollywood Hills, they have weird configurations where the, the garage like leads into the second floor. Um, but then it's boarded up and they're trapped up there and old creepy Pruitt comes up the stairs with a gun and then you guys want to yeah, take so it? Like, um, yeah, so one of them, uh, I believe it was Will, is like hiding in the corner with a poker and right as he enters the door, um, he hits his hand with the poker and they engage in some like, you know, close quarters combat and 
for me, um, I get really tense when these kind of scenes happen where it's, mm. like, people really close using their hands to try to kill each other. Yep. Um, that shit really freaks me out. Um, if you ever see the movie, um, what is it, Green Room? Mm. Have you guys? I Tim? have not. Nope. There's a scene where this involved. Uh, there's a scene like that that takes place, and that scene really like made me squeal when when all, all the shit went down. So, yeah. uh, this scene's not too bad. I mean, um, actually, you know, strike that. Uh, it gets really uh, intense because Kira then picks up a giant bottle and uh, hits him on the head with it, and you know, in a cartoon, what like he would be knocked out, like you know, a huge lump would grow out of his head. But instead, yeah, there's, like, a huge gash. <laughs> there's a huge gash on his head, and he kind of, like, moans. And she then proceeds to hit him again, and he's Ugh. still not dead. And he just makes this guttural sound and screams at her as she hits him one more time to finally, like, kill him. And my God, is that, like, brutal. It's real fucked up. Yeah. yeah but, I mean... blunt force trauma to the head in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then that that kind of uh, parallels the way that he killed his wife with uh, blows to the head. Yeah, I actually exactly. when when Sadie uh, when Sadie got slammed into the fucking uh, armoire or whatever the bar that totally reminded me of that. So yeah, definitely pr- best part of this movie in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Um, his death scar- and his monologue scary as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then and, there's a scene where Will's freaking out at the dinner table, and he's like, why is he here? <laughs> like, true. He's, like, 15 years older than all the other guests. <laughs> like, he's just, like, this older man invited to the party. Yeah. I feel like he would show up at, like, a Tim and Eric dinner party. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he does look like a Tim and Eric character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway. I, yeah. Um, so they kill Pruitt, and then they walk out, and then the whole time I was like, where's the gun? Where's the gun? Like, it's on the floor. Pruitt had it. And then they turn the corner, and there's Eden holding a gun. And she shoots Will in the shoulder, so he survives. Uh, and, then, and then she proceeds to shoot herself in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah, she, like, shot herself symbolically kind of in the womb area, I, mm-hmm. I felt. And, uh, yeah, so she's wearing the, this white dress the whole movie, so it looks great, covered in blood. Yeah. Um, and um, then she admits to Will that she she misses, she still misses the child, and that Ty. it kind of Ty seems Ty. And uh, this whole time she's talking about how she's been, she's moved past it, or moved past the pain. Uh, it really seems like she wasn't moved past it at all. So that, that scene where he finds, like, those painkillers, she took one of the painkillers, right? He witnesses that? I, 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 didn't I think that. so, yeah. Okay. So she was extra culty and extra high, I guess, this whole movie. Yeah, I think I think David was on drugs as well. Yeah, because um, David's vice, he said he was, like, a cocaine addict, and everybody went to the cult for one thing or the other, or some kind of trauma yeah. uh, to move past it. And, uh... Uh, Claire, uh, not Claire, um, Gina, uh, when they were playing their I Want game, she says, I want some of that cocaine that you're talking about. And he's like, well, here you go. And he, like, goes into the cabinet and, like, takes them out in a little vial. And then uh, Ben uh, says, like, wow, you're the worst sober person ever or, like, the worst recover recovery um, person ever. Hmm. And I was like, 
Yeah, he really is. Like, has he just been doing cocaine this whole time? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um. um okay. And, let's uh, let's finish this movie. Yeah. Um. So, uh, fucking uh, Eden kills herself. Um, and David is still left, and they have a gun, and I actually don't remember how they get rid of David. Um, uh, Tommy? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Tommy's still Tommy, there. Tommy, like, rushes him, like, while he's uh, climbing up the stairs and gets to stab him uh, while they struggle, which I kind of thought was kind of like a anticlimactic kind of ending yeah, for David. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so that's kind of, yeah. But uh, they all make it out. Um, so we're left with Will, Kira, and Tommy. Mm-hmm. They all go outside and, um, you know, they've survived the night. And the ending ends with them oh, looking hold on. out. They, oh, yeah. Uh, first, they, uh, Eden says, take me outside. Because I guess she wants to, like, die under the stars. And I was like, what the fuck? No, you should <laughs> kill all of us. Fuck you. Like... <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, then they take her outside. Then she dies, and then, yeah. And it ends with them looking out into the Hollywood Hills, where they see a ton of red lanterns. Ooh. And then you hear these gunshots and screams and police sirens. I thought the sound design of the scene was really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of dogs barking. Yeah. This, and yeah. The sound design in the whole movie, like, the sound design and the music was fucking great. Um... That that was totally part of why it was so fucking scary and, mm-hmm. and spooky. And also, um, for atmosphere-wise and, and color, uh, you know, you would think most horror movies are kind of, uh, I would say, more cooler, like, in the lighting they use. But this was all, like, very uh, inside, warm light, which is fitting because it's in a Hollywood mansion. But they still did a good job of making everything really tense and scary. And there was, like, I mean, a ton of shadows everywhere and dramatic lighting. But, yeah, I, I thought this was really a really good film. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I think my other main, like, kind of thing that I, I, I don't like about this movie, I feel like it should have been called Holly Weird, you know? Fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. Because, I mean, Hollywood's full of Holly Weirdos, am I right, folks? Here, Tim, back me up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not participating in your dumb jokes, Quentin. Uh, <laughs> maybe <shit>. next time. <laughs> well, okay, Jackson's giving me the wrapping up sign, so let's get into our ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our ratings I have written down here. So we have a god tier of one of the best movies that we've ever seen in our life. Like, we are blessed to be living in this generation that we have the opportunity to watch these kind of movies. And that movie rating we give, I'd like to speak for the chef. We've only given one film that rating on this Foobies podcast. And what movie was that, Tim? That movie was John Favreau's Masterpiece Chef. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm getting chills just hearing the name of the film. Okay, next down on the tier, uh, we have a very good movie, and we give that rating. All have what they're having. You know, a really good movie. Highly recommend. Not quite God tier, though. Then below that, a very solid film we all enjoyed. We give that a three Yelp stars, you know. And then below that, we have our meh kind of rating, which we give, take it a go. Good, not great. You know, might like it, might not like it. Yeah. Below that, we have our kind of bad rating, which we give guys all together. Uh, uh, check, check, please. Ah, oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then we now came up with a new rating for one of the worst films we've ever seen, uh, A God Shift Here, which we give a Dyna Dash. And we've only given one film that rating. And what movie was that, Jackson? <laughs> Unfortunately, that was a movie that I picked that was called Waiting. That's right. Oh, yeah. Damn right. <laughs> so those are our ratings. Um, I can go first since this was my pick. Uh, for me, this is a, more, a movie that kind of borders between um, a three Elp stars and I'll have what they're having. But I think it's a very solid like three Elp stars for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that assessment. That's what I was thinking. Um, it's on Netflix, so I definitely recommend anybody who has access to Netflix go watch it right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say uh, strong three Yelp stars to the light. I'll have what they're having. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta triple that statement. Um, it was everything that I like in a thriller slash horror movie. Uh, it's intense. It's atmospheric. It's really cool looking and pretty, and the sound design is awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a that was a very good movie. Uh, three upstars. Yeah, so those were our ratings. Um, yeah, let's let's finish it out with plugs. Um, right. I'll plug the Foovies podcast, which we have on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we're also on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, you can follow me at Chino Latino Q. Um, not posting about my uh, study abroad experience, so you're welcome. <laughs> If you if you have something cool to post about, I will not hold it against you if you do. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Dimic Tim. And that's all I got. Uh, yeah, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jackson Rohde, R-O-H-D-E. Jackson, like Jackson. You know how to spell it. There's no X's or anything. Fuck that shit. And uh, you can listen to my new podcast, Everybody's Favorite Orange Cat, in which uh, myself and two of my friends, Alongo and Vincent, talk about newspaper comics. It's a ton of fun. Uh, we goof around a lot. And, um, yeah, we talk about Heathcliff and Funky Winkerbean and the Lockhorns and other comics that we find funny or weird that week. So, you got the baby blues? Talk about baby blues? Nah. Well, if if it's a weird if it's a weird one, we'll talk about baby blues. We we typically focus on those first three, and then if we find a strange one, um, kind of on on the sites that we that we prowl, um, mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll give it a shout out. Last last Nails. time we talked about Todd the dinosaur. That thing is fucking weird. Don't read Todd the dinosaur. <laughs> you heard it here. I'll also plug your guys' podcast because I think uh, Vincent has one of the best laughs of all. Um, and I always enjoy listening to him cackle on your yeah, podcast. I, I would I would characterize it as a cackle. It's yeah. it's really great. Cool. <sighs> so, so we end each show by drinking to each other's health or demise. And we say, Probecho. It's kind of like to your health. All right. Ready? One. One. Two, two, three, three. <laughs> Probecho. 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 Oh, that was so nice. Bye, guys. That's the sound of a barbasol can and a beer come together. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit.
Movies will return. We'd like to thank Sweaty Hands for the intro. Uh, find him on SoundCloud at Sweaty Hands. Also, Johnny Chang for introducing us to Sweaty Hands and sharing his own music. Find him on SoundCloud at Johnny Chang. That's J O N N Y.